0: We now know who's making the college football playoffs and all the bowl
1: games, and we've got you covered.
0: It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts, and Coe and
1: Matt Marks. The college football regular season and championship season has passed. It is now bowl season. We're all hyped for this. Another month of college football. Make sure you're following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Burgers Brats. Give us that five-star rating. Uh, follow us at Instagram and Twitter at Burgers Brats. So it was a good championship weekend. We had some fun games. A few blowouts. Uh, Oklahoma uh, took care of Baylor in overtime. Almost blowing a big lead to a 13 quarterback. Charlie Brewer went out early. Jalen Hurts, decent game. Two turnovers uh, all inside their own 40-yard line. But the OU defense stepped up, which it's been doing the last few weeks. Offense looked stagnant. And when is the last time that someone said oklahoma's defense was better than their offense at least according to the eye test it's been a long time uh... next uh... games later that day georgia lsu no contest at all as we thought lsu joe burrow the number one player in the country took care of the bulldogs they dismantled them later uh... virginia clemson Didn't even know they were still allowed to play that game. Thought Virginia might forfeit before it even started. Uh, Clemson wins big. And then last game, Wisconsin goes up early. 14-point lead at halftime. But Ohio State, Justin Fields, uh, the most complete team, I think, with Ohio State, comes back and beats Wisconsin for their third straight Big Ten Championship. Georgia and Oklahoma, five straight conference titles. The most all-time in a row. Five straight.
0: You mean Clemson? Who'd I say? You said Georgia.
1: Mint Clemson. Let's not them Man, any Clemson. Player. Did mean Clemson. So yeah. Uh, first game was probably the best game of the day. Uh, overtime. Low scoring in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve does play defense, Matt. It does. Big Twelve does play defense. SEC does not. Uh, only one team has offense this year. LSU. Is Joe Bor? Did Joe Burrow lock up the Heisman a uh, Saturday? He's
0: had it locked in the last couple weeks. So, yeah, I mean, it has not been a race at all these no. last couple of weeks. He's, he's got it. He will win it. And, uh, yeah, you're now looking forward to that matchup with Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, so with Utah's loss Friday night to Oregon, just terrible performance. Utah's put on the national stage, uh, first time all season, where everyone is watching and they just go lay a goose egg. Just terrible performance. Oregon, if that team doesn't lose to Arizona State or doesn't choke versus Auburn. They're in the playoff, Matt. I think Oregon would have got the edge over Oklahoma this year. But they end up Pac-12 championship um, team. They're going to the Rose Bowl. Uh, number The playoff was finally set yesterday. Uh, number one, LSU. They flip with Ohio State. Did you, did you agree with LSU taking over the one spot?
0: Yes, I did.
1: I did as well. Resume over eye test. And then number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. That's a given. They weren't going to lose. And then number four, Oklahoma. So probably the easiest uh, top four the committee's had to put in last since it began, honestly. Pretty easy for them. And then Georgia uh, fell to five, and then Oregon at six. I think Georgia should have fallen to at least seven. Uh, you, Oregon and Baylor probably should have moved in front of them. But we are excited for bowl season. Should be some good games. Everyone is writing off Oklahoma. LSU as a uh, for sure win. 13-point favorite. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen in the playoff. So Matt and I are both looking forward to that. Matt, do you think it's going to be a fun playoff series? Even if LSU is heavily favored and supposed to win big?
0: Yeah, I think it will be. I don't, you know, this is Oklahoma's time to prove. They're 0-3 when it comes to playoff games. So they definitely need to prove something, but it's a tough opponent, maybe one of the tougher opponents because of how stacked this playoff is. Oklahoma comes in as the weaker of the teams, the only team with a loss, but Ohio State-Clemson looks scary good just as well, even though Clemson did not play anybody at all this season. um, Ohio State has played some tough competition in the Big Ten, and of course LSU going through the gauntlet of the SEC in Alabama, so Look, this is going to be very tough for the Sooners. Um, They are not expected to win this game. But, look, Jalen Hurts has been here before. See what he can do. LSU, Ohio State are the top two. I expect both teams to face each other in the national championship, even though, as, as, you know, cheering for the Sooners, want to see them win it. But, unbiasedly, the two best teams, LSU, Ohio State. And that's, I think, what the Natty, uh, you know, that's what, could very well happen, and that would be a powerhouse stage on the national stage right there to face those two teams.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you both. Ohio State and LSU are, uh, should definitely meet in the uh, championship game, but LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, they are in a league above their own. I think whoever got that fourth seed, they were going to get beat, but it does help OU. Jalen Hurts has been there every single to the playoff every single year of his career. OU's been there. Lincoln Riley's been there. They have the experience. This is LSU's first time going into the playoff. Does that impact them at all?
0: This LSU team, Coach O said it, they'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime, whatever. So this team is is ready. Even if no one has been on this stage before, they are ready. And in fact, if you play Alabama and you beat them, that can get you prepared for anything. I don't care if it's a down year for Alabama or whatever. That is a tough team to beat anywhere. Nick Saban's a tough coach to beat any time. So, I'm just saying, if you can beat Alabama and you play them well, which LSU did, you can play anybody.
1: Uh, It does help LSU. They're going back to Atlanta, where they just were this past Saturday, so that will help them. But it's their first time in the playoff. I think they're going to have a slow start because of that. I don't know if it'll impact them winning or losing, but I think it definitely plays a factor. And the factor, they're supposed to go in and win big versus this OU team. They're going to overlook them, uh, look to Ohio State. That's definitely a possibility. Coach O will have them prepared, but it, that's a possibility in college football.
0: Well, Coach O is going to have them prepared, and they're going to drown out all the noise that the media is going to throw because they're already saying LSU probably should win this thing. I mean, being the number one seed, people are already going to say that. So, look, they are going to drown out all this media attention because you have to. You've got to – you know, you've got three weeks or so to that the media is going to be talking about this every single day, and every little thing you do and every practice is going to be under is going to be scrutinized, it's going to be under the media attention. You got to drown it out. Coacho will have them ready. Lincoln Riley will have his team ready. Ryan Day will have his team ready. Dabo Sweeney will have his team ready. These four teams are going to be well coached, well prepared coming into the playoff. We look at Ohio State Clemson. I think that game is going to be extremely close. But what did Ohio State do against Wisconsin over the weekend? They were down 21-7 to and had to rally against Wisconsin. Clemson, 7-7 with Virginia, and then blew them out of the water the rest of the way. LSU was not close at all to Georgia at all. This is what you love. And the Sooners, close with Baylor the whole game. You gotta, Let me tell you this. Every game, is, this matchup is going to be completely different. But between the Ohio State-Clemson team, Clemson is the most veteran-ready. Ohio State's got to be well-prepared to not do what they did against Wisconsin and start off slow. That is going to be huge for them. They, otherwise, Clemson's going to win that game. That's what you got to look at. You've got to look at every team's going to be prepared, but it's how you start, and that's key.
1: Yeah, it's definitely how you start. But that Ohio State team looked beatable for the first time all year against that Wisconsin team. Who we thought would be an easy route uh for Ohio State. But I- I'm ready for football bowl season. I'm ready for it. Some good games. Uh we got OSU, Oklahoma State, Texas AM uh playing again, uh Washington State and Air Force I believe. We got Texas, Utah, so that'll be a fun one. Michigan and Alabama. Harbaugh versus Nick Saban. Wisconsin versus Oregon. So we'll dive into these games some more in um, some later podcasts, but it should be a fun one. Uh, good. I think the playoff will be close. Both games should be pretty, pretty close, and it should be a good championship game. So that's our college football rundown from yesterday. Uh, Matt, we got some MLB news to take care of, so go on.
0: Yeah, so today kicked off the winter meetings for MLB. Um, One of my favorite times of the offseason for MLB because this is where you see a lot of deals go down, or maybe not. But it has been an active winter so far, and a name that just came off the books today, Steven Strasburg is re-signing with the Washington Nationals. Largest contract so far, seven-year, $245 million deal. Now, what this plays into effect, again, this is a team that won the World Series. Big news, though, because the uh, I believe it was the general manager of the Nationals said, look, they're probably not going to be able to resign both Strasburg and Anthony Rendon. So it looks like this doesn't guarantee it, but it looks like Rendon is going to be gone, which helps my, my Texas Rangers right here trying to get a third baseman. Could go maybe to Texas. Dodgers may try to look at him, too. So, again, it looks like the Nationals are out of this. Steven Strasburg, though, returning back home. I mean, you know, it's been great for what he's done for for the Nationals since he's been drafted, and he's staying there. In other news, Garrett Cole is the big name, and from what I'm seeing on Twitter from baseball writers, they're saying look for him maybe to sign by the end of this week. Yankees are trying to push very hard for him. We've said that they're going to submit a bid or already have submitted a bid to get him. Watch for the Yankees. They're saying also the West Coast. Maybe the Angels or Dodgers get in this race, but it looks like the Yankees going all in. I know you're happy about that one, Braxton. Yankees and Cole, baby. 2020 is our year. Hopefully. So, so that is something else to watch out for. But it, I love baseball winter meetings because things are happening. Teams are starting to get their roster set as we look to 2020. Look, we're only a few months away. February is when we get rolling again and we get spring training. So the landscape's going to change. Yankees are going to be aggressive. Texas Rangers are going to look to get some pieces to try to rebuild and take on the Astros. Hey, we're still waiting to hear what's happening with that investigation with the Astros. Okay, what's going to happen with that franchise? Um, But, I mean, you look for the teams. The Atlanta Braves also signed Cole Hamels last week. They're trying to build. We'll see if they re-sign Josh Donaldson. But look for these teams. Phillies. We also talked Phillies signed Zach Wheeler from the Mets. So teams in in that NL East trying to stack up. Phillies and Braves. Um, and then look and see what the Red Sox do. Okay, is that AL East going to be, uh, you know, all Yankees? Are the Red Sox going to try to compete? Are they going to sell some pieces? What's happening there? Because remember, they got a new general manager uh, making some new things happen there. So it's going to be fun. But baseball winter, winter meeting started today. All week, we're going to figure out what happens, what goes down, and what other big names come off the market.
1: Should be a fun MLB offseason. Matt, who's winning the AL and NL for next year? Way too early predictions. Way
0: too early predictions. I couldn't even give you that one right now. I mean, Yankees will be right back up there again. And the NL, I mean, the Dodgers are always there. But, I, you know what, let's see what happens. Reds may make uh, some improvements this year. I'm not saying they're making a jump to first, but Reds may make some improvements. I think the Dodgers are right back there. I think the Atlanta Braves and Phillies make some noise, too.
1: All right, good stuff from our MLB reporter, Matthew Marks. Moving on to Monday night football tonight. We got the Giants, two-win Giants with Daniel Jones. But now Eli is starting tonight, Um, heading to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love and uh, Philly cheesesteaks. So 2-10 versus 5-7, Eagles are one game back of the Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys. Who made Mitchell Trubisky look like Lamar Jackson last Thursday. Do my bold prediction last week was Philadelphia uh, takes the NFC East. Uh, they take it from Dallas. Matt, how scared of you, scared are you, that the Eagles win tonight? Tie your Cowboys record and then take the NFC East. I'm not
0: scared at all. This division is just a dumpster fire. I still think the Cowboys will get to the playoffs. I still think Jerry Jones is gone. Not Jerry Jones. He should be too. <laughs> Jason Garrett is gone at the end of this be. year. Um, I'm not scared at all. I guess, yeah, for Cowboys' sake, yeah, go Giants just to continue to let Philly take an L. But um, oh, this is a mess of a division. It really it really is. It's it's pretty pathetic. I'm not worried though. I can't believe this is Monday night football. I doubt there's going to be many people watching this game unless you're fans of the Giants in, in Philly. This sounds like a bore of a game. There's got to be something else on, like C-SPAN.
1: Right? <laughs> That's got to be more entertaining. So. C-SPAN 3. That's what you got to go with tonight. Yeah, what's up with all these terrible primetime games? I don't get it. I don't understand the NFL. Every week, you give us these awful primetime games. Uh, and next week, next Thursday, we got the Jets at Baltimore. So at least the... Baltimore's in it, but still. <laughs> At least Baltimore will
0: show out. That's not a fun game either, but uh, Jets did get the win. Beat the Dolphins
1: yeah, on the last I won. second field goal by Sam Ficken. So, nice. So, Eagles have lost three in a row. They will try and beat Eli Manning, who hasn't played in three months. Um, Eagles are favored by, favored by nine and a half. Do they cover? Who cares, but do they cover?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: It I, we're not watching this game tonight, Matt. No.
0: I'll watch a little bit to see how me trading Saquon Barkley, see if he goes off.
1: You're way more interested since you're in the you're an NFC East fan, but yeah. still just a terrible, terrible Monday night game uh for us to watch. We got finals to be studying for anyways. We don't sure. want to watch, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Alright, so that's Monday night football tonight. Make sure you're following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at Burgers Brots, Instagram, and Twitter, at Burgers Brots. Uh, next, moving to On This Day in History. So, 1885. Matt, have you read this book? The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn Yes. by Mark Twain. Yes. Good book. Published, 1885. 1901, the first Nobel Prize was awarded to... Jean Duniet. I don't know if I said that. Jean J. E. N. Can you guess what? Uh she started? I have no clue. The Red Cross. Nice. And then nineteen sixty four, guess who won the Nobel Prize that year?
0: Who was that?
1: Well he had a dream, Matt.
0: It had to be Martin Luther King.
1: Junior. Junior. Correct. Nice. <laughs> nice. Not correct in Jeopardy, though. You missed the. You didn't oh, get the didn't junior. Say, who is yeah. Yeah. Mark who Luther is? Yeah. Or the junior part. Or yeah. whatever that show was where the girl lost a lot of money. She yeah. didn't say A or something.
0: That was probably Will I of Will fortune? fortune, yeah. That's what A few letters. weeks ago, yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. She didn't say at, or she said at, yeah. or and. No, something like that. You
0: know, they're, they're pretty strict on that show.
1: So you got to make sure to say it all. All right, so that's our On This Day in History. Moving to the NBA, the Lakers, Matt, which I were I was correct on. I was a believer. And the Los Angeles Lakers, Year 17 LeBron, LeBrow, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, even KCP, and Lizzo now. <laughs> they are 21-3, and three, leading the entire NBA. Matt, tell me how right I was about the Lakers.
0: Look, they're good.
1: They're great.
0: They're good. Twenty-one and three. Can't get much better than them.
1: They dropped uh, two nights or three nights ago. Uh, Brown and uh, LeBron dropped seventy together. Last night, Caruso Brown eighty or dro- er, LeBron dropped ninety-eight. They're th- this Lakers team's insane.
0: They are insane because they've got all the right pieces. But I'm still not going to say, hey, they're going
1: to win a championship this year. How?
0: There are a lot of other good teams Ooh. out there. There are a lot of Clippers good Clippers aren't
1: up there anymore. Clippers are, what, third, second. You got uh, Kawhi Leonard sitting out every night. They're losing to the teams they shouldn't. Okay, but look, you got, the them, you got
0: them second. You got the Mavs in third on the east side. You got Milwaukee. You got Philadelphia. You got the Celtics. Look. I don't I'm not ready to crown the the Lakers champions. Yes, you are off to the best start right now. 21 and 3. That's incredible. But I'm not ready to crown them champions. What they're doing is great. They've got something rolling for them. But I'm not saying they're winning it all yet.
1: This team's dominant, Matt. They're winning it all. But surprise. The Thunder, who were sent to rebuild, are the 8th seed. And the and the Suns are the 7th. That's pretty crazy. In Portland, 9 and 15. And the last place, uh, second to worst team in the league is the Warriors, so that's pretty um, it's pretty weird that the Trailblazers are uh out of the playoffs right now, watching the Thunder uh with CP3 the Snitch in the playoffs as the 8th seed right now.
0: Look, it's still way too early to see. I mean, it, it's still a long season to go. You've only played twenty five, twenty six games or so for the season, so it. Still has a long way to go until we get halfway to the season, is when you really will start seeing where teams are going to start placing themselves as we head into this, into the finish. Um, but Portland has time to figure it out and still get it together. I am shocked about the Thunder, uh, they've done pretty well, and maybe they, you know, I, they could have more wins. They've got like 5 decided by close. less than 5 points. Yeah, so maybe they could sneak in the playoffs, but wait and see if they have a slide in later in the season and then they fall out of contention or start trading people. I don't know. But they have been a shock. They've been surprising. I'll give them that. Um, but Celtics have had the Celtics have been hot too. They had 2 seed right now. They've been doing really well. 2 seed. And I think they're the only team left and I may be wrong, but that is undefeated at home.
1: No idea. So no idea. Don't hold me to that, but I know. I think the Celtics may be. But in the East, we've got some very surprising teams. Raptors are at five. Uh, most bunch of us thought they wouldn't be in at all. Pacers are six. Uh, Nets are seven. Magic are eight. Uh, some of them have them sliding in later in the year. But the Hawks are down there at the bottom. The Mavs, Matt. I didn't think the Mavs were gonna be that this good. Luka is killing it this year. They are the three seed. Uh, Houston, James, and Russell about where they should be four seed. And Nuggets are in fifth. They've had a few games slide. Um, Speaking of the Rockets though, Mike D'Antoni, his job is in question for next year. Uh, Apparently reports of him coming back to coach next year are slim.
0: Well, it's the same thing. Remember he won that contract extension the offseason. And they got rid of, they forced him, forced out one of his assistants. And, um, yeah, there was talks that he may be, you know, he may be gone. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, this is what he faced in the offseason. He's a great coach. And Houston's had a lot of issues. I mean, you know, they traded out CP3 in the off season. Daryl Morey's had a whole controversy himself. Maybe it's smart if Dan Tony says, you know, if they don't do well or, You know, don't go far in the playoffs or whatever that looks like at the end of the season, that he goes elsewhere. Other teams will be easily and quickly picking up the phone getting his coaching duties. Another one that I've seen that could be interesting is the Pelicans' Alvin Gentry. Uh, His job's uh, all that safe for now, but he could be in the same boat and he could be fired at some point this season if they don't turn it around. Now, I think that's unfair. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. Zion's still out. Um, You know, Pelicans have kind of a younger team, if you
1: will, So I think that's kind of unfair. He's a good coach, but he could be another name as well. Yeah, they're saying Zion may not return until 2020 now. And then something that just came out, uh, well, Kevin Kevin Loves uh, on the trade block, so we'll see where he goes, but the replacement for Greg Popovich. Can you guess who this is? He coaches in college right now. Well, it has to be Bill
0: Self. Did you look at my phone? I may have seen it. Ah, (laughs) <laughs> but his son's on the coaching staff, or his son's all, with part of the team. So I've heard that, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the FBI <laughs> comes after Bill Self and they're like, oh, I'm going to get out of here, that makes sense. But, look, another option that I think is coming sooner than later, Becky Hammond making, you know, being the first woman to be a NBA head coach. And yep. that next job, she said there's reports out there she'd be interested in the next job if they offer a long-term deal. I would stay away from the Knicks. I think every coach in the NBA is saying stay away from that job because their owner, their leadership are a bunch of idiots. So get away from that. Um, Knicks are a dumpster fire. It's garbage. You can have good players, but that ownership is so bad. So it's not even worth coaching there. But Becky Hammond could be somewhere else. And I think we're getting near the end of Popovich's reign. I yeah. think within five years for sure, Popovich is retiring. Could be within three. It yeah. kind of sounding like he's getting close to the end. And especially when you lose, when you know the big three of of Manu and Tony Parker and Tim Duncan, once they yeah.
1: started retiring,
0: you knew that he would kind of go out with that era. We'll see how long he lasts.
1: Yeah, hopefully he can last forever, but that's not always the case. So that's NBA news. Uh, Going to some NFL. What we saw this past weekend. I just want to put this out there, Matt. The Denver Broncos dismantled the Houston Texans yesterday, uh, 38-24. But it was uh, bigger or er, not a competitive game at all. Now they're five and eight. Okay, Denver. I see you only one game back of your Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Maybe they should be in the NFCs. Uh, we had Atlanta. Who's, they've been hot lately, but Carolina has been on the decline. They beat Carolina forty to twenty. Baltimore uh, escapes in Buffalo twenty four to seventeen. Green Bay uh, comes out with a five point win over Washington. San Francisco and the Saints forty eight to forty six. We were watching that game. George Kittle, that dude is a beast. That that guy can play. He's a monster. He he's one. He's probably he's best tight end in the country. Don't you think? Me's right up there. He's I mean, right up uh, there. Mark Andrews in had a up great there. season. But yeah, I think Kittle's a top three for sure. He's up there. Uh, the Jets escape one out of Miami. And then we got the Chargers destroy Jacksonville. That was given. And the Chiefs go into Arrow or they go into Foxboro and win twenty three to sixteen. The Patriots have lost to every AFC division leader this year. And then Sunday night, the Rams dismantled the Seahawks, giving the Seahawks three losses. Should Seattle be worried for uh, for the playoffs coming? They've been on the downhill. I think they should be a little concerned with how their team is playing, especially giving up that many points to the Rams, who have not looked that great this year. So, Matt, moving on to our final segment of the show, who would you share a burger and brought with? I'll start. Okay, all right. So yesterday, uh, passing of Juice World, who was only twenty one years old, turned twenty one last week, died uh due to a seizure when he landed in Chicago, uh Sunday night, or Saturday night. So we're all mourning the loss of him. Great music. I, he didn't have any bad songs. I loved his music. I loved his albums. He was who we uh turned to once X died. Uh, really good friends with him but it's not the same without Juice World. Uh know many people loved him many people listened to him so share burger brought with all the fans of Juice World. Uh, thanks for making such great music man it was good good run it was young talent their legends fall in the making Matt that's what happened it's sad it's terrible but we saw the community come together uh, say their thoughts and prayers to him just sad man sad too young Too young Matt. That's true, and you know what? I'm not I'm gonna I'm not even gonna have a burger and brat. We'll end on that note. Yeah. Alright, so that's our episode. Thanks for listening. Uh make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, at burgers BurgersBrats, Spotify and Apple podcasts at BurgersBrats. For Matt and I, thanks for listening.